Hello, everyone. You're listening to episode 19 of the Merge Marketing Podcast. If you're anything like us, you've been trapped in your home for the past three months due to COVID-19. However, it hasn't all been negative. It has allowed us to focus on what's important in life. Some may start a new hobby, a new business, develop new skills, or just chill. Either way, when it comes to creating content on social media, the one thing I hear the most is, who has the time for that? Well, today is your lucky day as we have our very own content king, Dave Kerr, on the show. Dave is going to share with you all the tools, apps, and tactics that he uses to turn out quality content for our clients each and every day. So without further ado, let's merge over to the interview. You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with David Louch and Jason Hunt. This is a show all about unlocking the marketing tactics and secrets behind everyday brands. Each week, we'll bring you expert commentary so that you can make better choices when it comes to growing your business. Thank you for spending time with us. Now let the show begin. Hello, everyone. Thank you and welcome back to the Merge Marketing Podcast for those of you listening to the podcast today. Today, Jason and I have a very exciting episode for you. Our guest today is none other than our very own content king, Dave Kerr. Dave Kerr is a huge Liverpool FC supporter, don't judge him, a coffee addict, a craft beer snob, preach, a photographer, and a caretaker of too many houseplants. In the absence of global pandemics, you can usually find him in downtown Toronto at a restaurant, pub, brewery that you haven't heard of with his phone turned off. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. That was a great intro. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so before we get into it, we're gonna be talking a lot about content today and, and how to create good quality content on social media. And before we dive into the questions today, I really just wanna give a shout out to Dave because um, he's not super active on Instagram, but a couple weeks ago, he made probably one of the best posts that I've ever seen. This photo was amazing. So I encourage everybody to head on over to his Instagram at this is Dave Kerr and check out his most recent photo. It is certainly one for uh, one for the record books. It's a bucket shot. It's amazing. So wait a second. Uh, wait a second. David, can you explain the photo? Yeah. So I, I like it because it is a view of of the road, you can see the, the yellow line and it looks up into a building. I don't know what building that is, Dave. Can you share maybe a little bit about uh, that? So that? That is Bay Street in downtown TDOT. And I believe it's City Hall or something around I there. thought so. Yeah, City Hall. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a really not I think I think you're overselling it a bit to the crowd that's going to go check it out. Um, it's wow. a very similar, it's a one point perspective. It's pretty straightforward. It's very hype beast. Like you see a lot of Instagrammers doing that like low to the ground. It's also heavily edited. If I showed you the original, I think you'd be less impressed. But uh, that's wow. what yeah. I like for. For those yeah. listening, for those listening, we'll be sure to include uh, the link to David's Instagram to Dave's Instagram in the show notes. Sweet. Awesome. Perfect. Well, okay. So as I mentioned before, we're going to be diving into all things content today. So Dave is going to be sharing with you some tools, apps, tips, and tricks that he uses when creating and posting to social media. I can almost guarantee that there will be a healthy amount of debate in this episode, but we will try and keep things on track to provide you the most value possible. Debating so, with Dave? No way. Never. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Never. So I guess the, the first logical place to start, Dave, is, um, you know, do you have a process when you create content for yourself, for our clients? Um, if so, is it different depending on the account or the, or the client? Or, or is it simply just the same process, just the end result being the, the thing that you're posting is different? Uh, okay, good question. Um, it's definitely different. I definitely, as much as I would love to say you could cookie cutter content, I, I just don't see it. Um, to your first point, content for myself, I mean, I don't use Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I am on Insta, obviously. Um, but even on that platform, I really just use it for like my own personal photography. So it's, it's a hobbyist thing. Um, so that, that would be separate entirely from how I would approach an account, like a page or a business. Um, but yeah, it is different. It is different because every industry is going to have wildly different benefits to content on social, right? So we talk a lot in the office about food and drink, um, and that's more of like a photography approach. So talking about like shooting, editing, and publishing uh, photography. But then you've got like, and just to be clear too, that's mostly like Facebook and Insta. Um, then you've got more of like the B2B or the service industry stuff. Like we're talking like Twitter, we're talking LinkedIn. And I do think there is room for, for graphics and, and things like Canva templates and, and infographics and big loud text on images. Um, I think it has a place. And I, I would say that the process for both is, is completely different, but it's kind of like working backwards from the result that you want to achieve, right? Like whether you're educating someone on the service they might not understand is totally different than everybody knows what the burger is, right? Just show me the burger. So it is different based on the industry. Yeah, so now, I want to know like what, what exactly like an example of a process might look like. So for, for a burger joint or for a local pub or whatever it might be, when you're creating content for, for Facebook, What's the, what's, the, what's the process from how you come up with the idea, so the, maybe the research, to the, the creation and, and ultimately posting? Okay, so let's, use, let's go with the pub example, right? So, like, every pub has, like, has a door crasher and, like, like and a cash cow, right? So it's, it's all going to start by figuring out what you're going to promote, right? And this is more where you get into, like, the marketing and agency side of things, and that's less content creation, but you do have to start somewhere. So you're not just going to be creating content of everything because that would be directionless. Um, so that first step of like, if, we, if you want to do a step-by-step -step thing, strategy would be number one, like figuring out, okay, these are our daily specials that get people in the front door. And this is what we really want to promote in this seasonal time. You know, if it wasn't for COVID patio season would be just around the corner. So that's kind of your, your first step, right? Beyond that, it, it all comes down to the actual, like the shoot and the creation of that content. If we're talking about something like a pub or a burger joint, right? So it's having that like asset list, like, like you know, the, the checklist of I need to get a dope angle on this thing and that thing. I'm going to get this many different images to do this carousel for Facebook or like maybe the same image, but with only subtle tweaks for a GIF on Facebook, right? Like a stop motion or like a, flat layer of a table you're getting all of that in a list prior to the shoot and then you're going to the shoot just to bang that list off right, right. and that's where you're getting like your raw assets from from there you already have the strategy right so the content calendar is going to kind of write itself because you know okay well this is my big push but this is like the sprinkled in everyday specials i'm going to get people to keep paying attention as opposed to just like the big one that's going to make you all the money um Editing is huge. I think I still think there are people out there that think most pictures on Facebook and Instagram are raw from a camera. 
and that they, they, they just aren't. I'm a Lightroom guy. Uh, I think the overwhelming majority of people uh, these days are editing in Lightroom. So it does look like shooting is like a, the first one day step of the process. You're importing your hundreds of pics into Lightroom. Um, you're getting them to look the way you want. Ideally, you're getting them to look consistent because a lot of people ignore branding and ignore the fact that you are supposed to have like a tone to your account. Like some pages are going to look one way, some pages are going to look another based on what, like talking about a pub, pub's not going to be as bright and colorful and light as like a breakfast place is going to be because there's a different, you know, association and tone there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you're in Lightroom and then from Lightroom, you're really going then to just matching it with your content that you've already figured out at the beginning. So like, I know I need to every so often talk about beer specials. I've shot beer for this pub. I've edited the beer to look incredible. And now I'm just scheduling it alongside the strategy I already had. I've learned a lot in the in the you know from you, Dave, in the process, and and gained a, definitely an appreciation for the process because you know we've had our debates on you know scheduling shoots and the amount of time allotted to a photo shoot, and mm -hmm. you know it's really difficult um, to put photography, videography in a box and say, well, you know, we need to get these many shots done in this many hours. You know, you hate that. You hate having hate. a lot of time to, to a photo shoot. Um, yes. how do, now, my question is, how do, you, how do you deal with that? Let's say a client, you know, wants a given amount of time for a photo shoot. Could be headshots, could be this and that. How do you manage your time at a photo shoot to, a photo shoot to make it the most effective? I mean, I think it comes down back to that list, right? So, like, I always walk into a shoot with a, a list of, like, basically, like, I approach it, like, basically, like, a skew. So, like, these are, say, for example, with shooting a burger joint, and they have four new burgers, and that's the purpose of this shoot, right? So, I will walk in there with, like, a rough game plan, because these are my four burgers, and these are the angles and the shots that I need for each, like, to highlight different things, right? And once you know what you need, I think then you can get a time. So say, for example, like I, I know I need at least like 10 different like raw assets for each of these burgers. I think I set up and build down as a set amount of time like how long is it going to take to stage this one particular burger, including like say the restaurant preparing it, et cetera, et cetera. And you're really going to build out your time, I think, based on what you know you need to leave here with. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change based on what how much you need and what you're getting like some things are more complicated than others like a full stop motion flat lay gif is trickier than like one still image for just one insta post and the same way that working with models again in a time where you could do that pre-covid is like you're dealing with people and like holding images and like like handling the food and the drink product right so i think to answer the question what you're going to get is like say in this example i got four burgers and i need 10 angles on each I would figure out what the setup and build down time is with say the chef and the business owner, et cetera. And maybe it's half an hour, 45 minutes, 60 minutes for each setup. You extrapolate out, you have your full time. If on average, on average, if you're going to look at a, a photo shoot kind of an editing time for those photos that you take at a shoot, what's the percentage breakdown roughly on how much time you spend editing those videos to the amount of time that you spend at a shoot taking those videos? You're not going to love this answer um, because it's, it's, it's going to vary every single time based on the industry, right? I think, I think we've collectively shot a lot of restaurants. And I think because of that, you do have a lot of data that you could average out to a number. I mean, we know for a fact that like, the average like entry level, your first like menu shoot 
is a couple of hours. It's about two hours on site. And then it's probably anywhere from like two to four hours in Lightroom. Once you have a decent preset, especially it moves a little bit faster for all the photos if you shot them the same way on the same set. But at the same time, like I, I, I just don't think it's possible or, or even I don't think it's smart to say that because we shot so many fast food places and so many restaurants like and that and this is true for them it would also be true say for headshots right because team headshots are going to be completely different dealing with people is different from dealing with burgers right burgers aren't going to talk to you burgers aren't going to be very self-aware of how they look in these headshots and want reshoot after reshoot after reshoot some people are very confident getting a picture taken. Some people are not very confident getting a picture taken. And some clients will be over your shoulder as you are shooting, and that will slow you down. I think you could find an average if you had enough data to average out from. But every single shoot, and, and talking about the editing process, whether you're in Premiere for video or Lightroom for um, photography or whatever else software you're using, it should be those two. Um, that's it's gonna it's gonna change because like some shoots also don't have optimal settings right if you're walking in with lighting equipment and you're walking in with, with with like the proper like like bounce sheets and every, everything you would need a set to shoot with i think can get a little bit easier right but if you're walking into like a mom and pop pizza joint and you're just shooting with natural light on their counter by the front door you're gonna spend a lot more time in post because you're dealing with a lot more variables cloud cover comes in on your natural light and all of a sudden my levels that I was cranking earlier are different to what I'm doing now in Lightroom. So I think I think you can create consistency, but it takes the right equipment and the right environment to shoot in. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, Jay's always looking for that uh, for that number. What is what is this one shoot going to take? How many yeah. hours is it going to take? And uh, sometimes it's just not the way it works. But I know. And, and, and the, the thing with that, yeah. the thing with that is is obviously you know. I think anybody, when they're trying to run a business, they're trying to look at, you know, the X's and O's on what you can do as a business to scale. Absolutely. And I think that that is the big challenging point with, you know, creativity, photography, content creation. It's you can't put a nominal number on how much time it's going to take, because if a content manager works with five accounts, they're going to spend the same amount of time creating content for five accounts than they would if it was 20 accounts. The quality is just not going to be there. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. You can't necessarily put put a metric on that. You can't. Well, no, we've yeah. tried. We've tried. But yet you, but yet you try, and you, you try, try very hard. I think. I think a more valuable vantage point would be the output. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're talking about, we want to deliver this, and we'll do that. Um, yeah, I get though for a costing perspective on a sales guy, you're gonna want to be like, well, it will cost this much time of our photographer. Yeah, it's, just, it's honestly one of those things that you that in in my opinion you just you can't really quantify to to the dollars and cents like right down to the cent and it's the same thing and maybe this will be something we get into now or later on in the podcast but it's the same thing about about creative and what a client or someone perceives as uh, not a great image or not a good piece of creative is not always not always like it's it's difficult to get feedback from a client that they don't like an image or or a video or something that we've created or somebody's created and and if it comes down to like obviously it's off brand or something like that absolutely that needs to be changed but 
you know, creativity is in the eye of the beholder, or the person viewing the content. So just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not going to perform well or it's not going to do well on social media or wherever else you're, you're, you're putting it. Definitely. Yeah. Jay and I go back and forth about reference photography for that specific reason probably every week. Yeah. <laughs> difficult things to quantify. No, yeah. I was trying to match. It's, it's trying to do your best to match the expectation of the client. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the key. And, and uh, I know it's, it's, uh, it's really tough. It's really tough to put any sort of a metric on it, but yeah. Absolutely. I think that's where, just to jump in, I think that's where a portfolio comes into play. Like if you can say, hey, this one, because you're not really talking about a full group of people, you're talking about like, like one creative direction. And if you say like, this is, like, let's go back to the restaurant example, because we have a, a breadth of that content. Mm -hmm. If you're saying, hey, we've done these 20 very high quality restaurant shoots, they all look like this. Is this what you want? Mm -hmm. And does that match with what you've got in your head, right? I think that's where, I mean, every photographer's got a portfolio. And that's, that's why. And now a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by Fresh Crowd. Fresh Crowd is a full service social media agency in Canada that specializes in everything social, from management to community building and advertising. Fresh Crowd can help your business attract a fresh crowd of people. Visit freshcrowd.com to find out more. Okay, so we've uh, we've talked a little bit so far about your process for creating content, Dave, for for various accounts uh, and mm -hmm. clients, and we we did dive a little bit into some of the tools and apps that you do use. You referenced Lightroom a little bit earlier, but you know maybe let's dive into some of the other ones that you use that really help your process and create good quality content for for our clients and for for yourself. Okay, so I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. so what are, what are some of the other ones that you use? So, I mean, we, we bounce between a couple. I'm going to start at the very top because I, I do think that thinking about it before you're shooting is super important. A lot of people, and I, I was guilty of this when we first started too, will just show up to a photo shoot, get things, and start taking pictures. Yeah. Um, I, I, hands, I've done it. I know I've done it. And that yeah. was like half a decade ago, and we, yeah. we learn and we grow. Yeah. Um, I, I think a scheduling platform is huge. Uh, I'm not sure if we're name dropping scheduling platforms here, but having a content calendar that you can look at and be like, this is what the next few months will look like. If we're talking about publishing for social specifically, right? Yep. And this is what I need to be thinking about. Because when I'm clicking that button on that photo of that menu item or pro, let's go let's switch to like, say product photography, right? Let's say you're launching a new e-com store and you know you need to be promoting your products out there. There's going to be a mix as an example of like very clean product imagery you put on your website, but then also like lifestyle imagery of people using your product seemingly in the real world. Mm -hmm. You're gonna realize that when you're building up that calendar. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of content calendars out there. I mean, we've used Yorka, Spread Social, you pick one, they're all similar. Um, something like that is, is the first app to be like, before I even start making my asset list, mm -hmm. it's, it's something like that. Um, the asset list is easy. I have a note-taking app on my phone. There's a million of them. Evernote is good. Google Keep is good. Um, as long as it's got like a check box function, I can be like, hey, I have this shot. I have this shot. And I just keep a track on my cell as I go. Mm -hmm. uh, there might be a faster way of doing it, but for me, I mean, my cell phone's always in my pocket. So it's, that just seems really easy. It's frictionless. Mm -hmm. um, editing, editing, everything happens in Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, yeah. with, with product photography and and 
and like menu photography and everything like that, headshots, it's for the vast majority of the time, specifically Lightroom, you're just tweaking levels, you can crop, all sorts of photography, stuff like that. Um, and then really at that point, you have your asset. For, for content that's separate from photography, if you wanna go down that road, um, there are conversations to be had about apps like Canva, and we've talked about Canva on, in the past, um, that do make creating graphics very easy. I think there's a trap there of going the quantity over quality route because I think because it's so easy, people just make a bunch of subpar things just to get their brand out there. And if you spent enough time on places like Canva and on enough free picture sites like Pexels and Unsplash, you do start seeing images on different accounts. You can find big brands using free images because it was easy and because it's not about quality, it's about getting a post out today, right? Yeah. Um, so there are apps like that. Unsplash is probably my go-to source, not an app, it's a website, um, but it's my go-to source for stock photography if you need it. Pexels is also good. Um, and, and Canva is king when it comes to creating um, graphics. Although, like I said, we're only really talking about service industry and B2B for that, Jason Subin. Yeah, so uh, question about that. So when we're creating content, and let's say you're given the bare minimum, you know, you're given... All you get is is you get no photos from the client. You just have your Facebook page, Canva, and stock. What do you do? What's the trick to make the most of it with limited resources, limited content? What are your tricks? Because I know there's a lot of industries out there that are not going to be able to provide you with a heck of a lot of content, whether it's a realtor or, you know, it, it's, they don't have a physical location. They're, they're doing coaching. Like these people are not going to have a lot of content to give to us to create that content. So what do you do? What are some of the hacks that you, that you have? So I so we've had this debate. I don't know how many times. I'm not a fan of hacks. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of of because a hack sounds like a way of cutting a corner. Um, I think it. I think it's a good way to get sh quick wins in the short term. I think investing outright at the start is is more important if you're doing this for a long time. You said you said coaching, right? So coaching is a good example. Um, if you're doing coaching, and I don't think the best strategy, honestly. Like content or not is just to open like an unsplash, find a stock image, put some big cheesy quote on it, animate it with Canva and put it on your Instagram page. I think that is probably ever so slightly better than nothing, but I really don't think it's going to provide a lot of value when every single person is hacking their online influencer persona to do the exact same thing. You pull up right now, if you could, a hundred different coaches coaches on Instagram and their profiles are gonna look really similar, right? So I I'm gonna be the first person if I if I get that on my plate, first thing I do is complain. The second thing that I do is figure out a way to hit that quality. My suggestion is going to be okay if you are a coach, then you are your brand. So we yeah. do need video and imagery of you the coach. It's tough. It's gonna be expensive. It's going to pay for itself in the long run. But you, if you don't have, you're saying you have no content whatsoever. If I don't have an image of the coach's face, right? If we don't know what this coach looks like, sounds like, the personality is different. Like if their bio is blank, right? I mean, David Redmond being in the show, okay, great. If I'm chatting with somebody, you know I like coffee and craft beer. We can chat about coffee and craft beer, right? If you hate Liverpool, you're wrong. But like, these are the kinds of things that a coach would need. And you're saying I have zero. I think it's time to pause everything and, and 
do that first step strategy and, and get what you need to succeed. In this case, it would be video and, and still imagery content. It's good pictures of who this person is and what they sound like and what they're coaching on rather than doing what I think a lot of people would want to do to get this done, which is opening Unsplash or Pexels, mm -hmm. getting an inspiring, motivational picture of someone out on a morning jog, putting a motivational Monday quote and hashtag on their Canva, publishing it once to their Instagram, sharing it to their story, being like, I reached 200 people. I feel good about myself. And that will be stagnant and saturated in two weeks. And no one will care. And you'll just get bots liking your posts. So I think, uh, I think we have a new title for this week's episode and it's uh, why not to use stock photo with Dave Kerr because Definitely. I mean, to be fair, you, know, I also see, forget about stock. I, I think you're, I think you're, I think you are right. I know you're right actually, because I, you know, I, cause I'm the one when, when somebody comes to, to merge media, you know, they're typically coming in from a conversation that I have with them and let's use the coaching example. And it is strongly advised. The first thing that they need to do is provide a 45 to 60 second video, two of them saying pretty much the same thing, which is why you got into the business, why you love doing what you're doing. And that's going to initially be that first video at the top of the funnel, right? And then it's providing, like you said, Dave, providing with a bunch of pictures, lifestyle pictures, having your morning coffee, all this type of stuff we're going to use to create that sort of a journey for the potential client. Right. And, and, and that's what it is. And if people are like, well, I don't have, I'm not comfortable. Um, you need to get comfortable, right? Because you're only setting yourself up and us for failure. If we have to rely heavily on stock photography to create a social media campaign. Definitely. Like I said, I think, I think you can win in the short term. I think you can get simple short term wins mm -hmm. with, by, by using like hacks and like tips and tricks for going when you don't have content. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. Look, at the end of the day, you need to be posting. If you are posting on social media, and not everyone has to, but if you are, I think it has to be quality. I, I mean, we referenced my Instagram page at the top of this thing. I think I post like twice a year because I'm, and I'm terrible for it, but like I have a million pics that I just don't think are good enough. And I think that's fine. I think when you hit that threshold, you put it out there, you're proud of it, you're happy with it. It's not, no one's really proud of a Motivation Monday Canva. You know what I mean? You did it because you had to do it. No one's like, yes, this is me. It's not just me having my morning coffee, but it's me talking about something I'm passionate about, right? And like people actually care about that. And that's, yeah, it's, it's important quality content. It's not just a filler. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and Dave, you, you heard it here. Jay agrees. So uh, no more clients moving forward that have absolutely zero content of themselves. Yeah, right? camera, guys. It, literally, it's captured here. So we, we're not going to see another one. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's 2020. And the reality is, is that for businesses or, or solopreneurs to, to exceed, um, and to stay in business, they have to not only get on the platforms, social media, um, but they got to be committed to um, creating a personal brand for themselves. And that starts with creating content, getting photos of yourself, getting videos of yourself. It's uncomfortable, but you got to do it. Um, and, uh, it, although it was a good case study and example to discuss, um, it's not ideal and it, and it shouldn't be one that, uh, you know, people try and do. So, I know we don't have a we don't have a lot of time left, but I do have a little something unique I want to do this week uh, with Dave. I want to play a little game. Okay, 
All right. And, and you're limited to 10 to 15 seconds for your answer on each of these, okay? Wow. I am, going, I am going to name an industry or service mm -hmm. or business, and I want you to tell our audience what you think is the best platform. If you can only be on one platform and focus all of your attention on one platform within that industry, which social media platform would that be? Okay? okay. All right, here we go. Are we, are we counting everything? Are we counting like YouTube and TikTok and everything? Everything. Like everything. You can only choose one platform to allocate your attention to. And you have, you tell me the platform and give me one to two sentences on why you chose that platform. Okay? Okay. Ready, set, go. Here we go. Mexican restaurant. Instagram. Instagram. It's food. It, Instagram is always going to be the case of food. Woman's clothing store. Same, same answer. Food and fashion are top. Food, fashion, travel, Instagram. Yeah. Delivery service. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say Facebook because you can give a little bit more information, a little bit longer copy, and a little bit of a stronger funnel. Pawn shop. Oh, get off social. Uh, I would say <laughs> you absolutely have to. Uh, I'll go Insta because if you're taking high-quality images of your weird pawn shop stuff, at least I can gather attention, but you'd have to be living in it because, like, if it's gone, what's the point of having it on your Instagram page? So, yeah. I thought you were going to say Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. The problem with the Facebook Marketplace is I think it's a lot of work from a client perspective. Like, I think if it's your thing and you're living it day in, day out, but it's going to become your full-time job just operating a Marketplace then, right? Which I think you, you would need someone for to live. It's a lot like Twitter, like, to live in a platform. It's not something I love because it's very hard to scale that in any industry, right? Like, and scale has to ultimately be the goal of social. Audio mechanic. Audio mechanic. Auto, auto mechanic. Oh, I'll go, I'll go Facebook. I'll go Facebook because I, I, for the same reason, I think you won't get pretty pictures on the gram and your feed. You're not just going to be posting like old, like stock pics about like pretty muscle cars. You're going to be showing your work. Yeah, I'll go Facebook and like Facebook live and that like video content. In-home healthcare. In-home Facebook, for sure. Why? And that's a lot of the demo, I'm going to say, because for the most part, the people on Instagram are not on Instagram for things like healthcare. It's Instagram's like an escapist feel good. And the demo is definitely there on FB. CRM platform, SaaS platform. Oh, I'm, I'm also, I'm really ignoring Twitter and LinkedIn here. Um, I, I'm going to say Facebook on the grounds that I think LinkedIn is close. And that's again, and because of the demo on the platform. But I just think the bodies and the people that use Facebook are going to be there for a CRM. This is a brand but new again, LinkedIn's a, close. Yeah, this is a totally different podcast because I would debate you on that one and say LinkedIn for any B2B. But yeah, that's, okay, another, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that LinkedIn is close. I just don't know if, I still don't know if I believe in like the comeback of LinkedIn in the way that some people who are clearly very invested in the LinkedIn comeback, believe in it. Um, I definitely think it's come back a little bit. Let's be very clear. And that's why I, I was saying maybe a little LinkedIn for that bad boy. If you could only pick one, but, but I don't know if this like couple year resurgence of LinkedIn is going to still be a thing in five or 10 years. Travel agent. Travel agent Insta. Definitely. Children's book. Oh, um, the gut says Instagram again, and that's a demo thing because I think 
parents of very young children right now are still going to be in that Instagram demo. And at the and although like look, Facebook's right there with I, I would I would say both. But if I could only pick one, I do lean Instagram these days just for engagement. Right? And, and again, people on the Instagram platform are having young kids now. Last one, Liverpool. Oh, every platform. Screaming from the rooftops. Yeah, it's social everywhere. It doesn't matter. Just make it loud. That's an easy one. Wherever you can get the most amount of content. Yeah, wherever you can reach the world to let people know how good things are for Liverpool Football Club right now. Uh... You didn't say TikTok for a single answer. You know, do you have TikTok, Dave? It begs the question. So I, I don't have or believe in TikTok. This is my controversial opinion to end on. Um, I, I think it's mostly hype right now. And if I can make like an out of left field prediction, I think it's going to get swallowed up in the next couple of years. I think either someone like Facebook will just copy it so completely that it, much like Snapchat, um, or someone's just going to buy it. Right, and then it's not going to be TikTok anymore. I I think TikTok is a fad, and it's too specific of a demo that uses it predominantly. I know that you're on TikTok, but like the demo that I'm talking about has very little purchasing power. And I know people will say that they'll grow into having that purchasing power, but I think in that time they'll also bounce to a new app. I don't think you're going to see the 12 year old TikTok dancers with their like scripted moves on the app today still on TikTok when they're 19 and shopping for clothing lines. So I would just try and get them where they're going to be rather than where they're going to leave in a couple of years. I don't see the point in TikTok. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything. That was a fun little game, Jay. Uh, thanks for your time today, Dave, and your insights. It was incredibly valuable. So for those of you, I know I mentioned your Instagram handle at the beginning of the uh, podcast today, but for those of you that want to get in touch with you to find out more information about how to create content, maybe some tips and tricks, uh, how can they reach out to you? Uh, Dave at merged.ca would be the best email to reach me at. I'm down to chat and rant for much longer than half an hour, but Insta is actually always best. Just hit me up on Insta. This is Dave Kerr. Um, slide into those DMs, ladies and gents. We'll chat, but you know. Awesome. You heard it. So reach out to Dave um, if you have any questions for him. And Dave, we do end every single episode the same way. I realize that uh, it's a little bit different in this case, but we asked one question and that is, if you could choose one person dead or alive to represent you, or maybe in this case, merge media, who would it be and why? Like to give them the job of hyping me up? Hyping you up, up hyping us up, who would it be and why? Oh, the best, the best leader on planet Earth. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know I'm going to say Jurgen Klopp. You know I'm going to say that he's the best leader alive, and I've always, you know, this, we've had this talk for years. Um, there's a reason why we're 25 points clear, boys. Like, it, like yeah, it's Jurgen, definitely, always. You need, you need passion and a little bit of insanity, and he's got in space on top of like, yeah, passion, insanity, and a little bit of like being the best always helps. There's, the <laughs> there's the recipe for success. Awesome. That's it. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Dave. We appreciate your time today. Later, boys.